Hey, where are you going, Jim? The elevator's over here. Taking the stairs. But our meeting's up on 8. Yeah, I know. But that's eight floors up. That's like eight times eight. I don't A lot of stairs. That's the point. I've already lost a few pounds and earned almost $100 in wellness incentives. Whoa, you're getting rewarded for working out? Yeah, I know. I'm just as surprised as you are, Bob. Fearless is full of surprises. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits and sign up at fepblue.org slash choose blue by December 11th. Welcome, everybody, to Locked On Giants for Monday, August 29th. I am your host, Art Stapleton of The Record. Here at Locked On Giants, we do a daily podcast on the New York Football Giants, Monday through Friday. Drops on iTunes, Audioboom, and Google Play. We'll also send out on our Twitter feed at Art underscore Stapleton. And also on my Facebook page, Art Stapleton NFL. Little about me, I am the beat writer for the record here in New Jersey. Uh, The record is owned by USA Today Sports Network. And also we are part of Gannett, New Jersey. So it's a complicated way of saying we're all over it for the New York Football Giants, for our uh, various media outlets, and this being one here at Locked On Giants. We're entering the second full week of our podcast Uh, The audience is growing, so I appreciate your listen. If you hear behind me, it's the uh, winds blowing through the Meadowlands here in the shadow of MetLife Stadium at the Giants facility. We're getting ready for practice this afternoon, but I figured I would uh, try to get a a new episode out there of Locked On Giants as we head into the final week of the preseason. Roster cuts coming this week. Uh, We'll probably start hearing some names trickling out today. Uh, Tuesday at 4 o'clock, the roster needs to be cut to 75. And then Saturday at 4 p.m., the roster will need to be down to 53, which is the roster uh, for the opening week. There always could be a couple changes here and there as far as week one. And obviously throughout the season, uh, things will change as teams adjust to needs at various positions, uh, salaries, Uh, and whatnot, so it'll be very interesting to see uh, how the Giants break this 53-man down. Uh, I have some ideas, and we'll dedicate one of our shows to that. Uh, Likely Wednesday, we'll do a a Down to 53 podcast uh, and go through offense, defense, special teams, and I'll project the roster the way I see it breaking out for the Giants. Uh, Quick recap over the weekend. We had the Snoopy Bowl at MetLife Stadium, Giants 21, Jets 20, and a rather lackluster game uh, as far as the, the first team was concerned. Giants offense, first team, continued to struggle, uh, failed to cross midfield against the Jets. Now listen, that's a good Jets defensive front. So this offensive line, uh, I believe that, you know, look, they haven't been good. Uh, they need to get better. There needs to be some urgency involved there. But having Mo Wilkerson and Leonard Williams and Sheldon Richardson on that defensive front for the Jets, uh, I truly believe that the Giants will not be tested in those areas the way they were uh, Saturday night once the regular season rolls around. So 
Uh, I understand the, the need to press the panic button a little bit and to look at the Giants and say their offense has been a disaster in the preseason. Uh, if you're just judging solely by preseason and not trying to project what's going to happen in week one, uh, I think your concerns are valid. I'm of the ilk that I, I believe that there's part of, of this playbook that's being held back. Uh, I think that Ben McAdoo uh, does not want to show everything on this offense. For example, uh, I don't believe that Sterling Shepard has been used the way uh, he will be used come week one in Arlington, Texas. Uh, I do not believe that uh, Odell Beckham Jr. has been used. I think the Giants are trying to stay as vanilla as possible. They're trying to work on some things up front. They're certainly trying to get their offensive line and running game together. Uh, but as far as what they've shown, that's obviously up for debate. So this offensive line, there's a lot of pressure on Eric Flowers. I've mentioned that uh, in past cover two segments, uh, that Eric Flowers is one of those guys that is going to determine the worth of this offensive line you know what you're going to get from western richburg at center justin Pugh has missed the last two games uh they're being very cautious with his bruised shoulder uh, he worked out before the jets game looked pretty good uh I, I don't even think that Pugh will get action against the patriots i would expect to see him come week one uh but bobby hart has been in his uh place at left guard bobby hart did well against buffalo uh, and really struggled against the Jets. So uh, I think what you have in Hart is a, is a reserve guy right now uh, who's trying to build up into uh, a starting offensive lineman in this league, but I don't believe he's there yet, not for an extended period of time. The Victor Cruz saga took a positive turn yet again on Saturday night. He had 32 plays on the field, all with Eli Manning in the first-team offense. It was actually... Uh, 29 actual plays and three snaps that were uh, negated for penalty. Cruz looked good. Uh, he actually beat Buster Screen, who is a starting quarter corner for the Jets, uh, on a double move. And had Eli Manning not had pressure at his feet on the play, uh, I legitimately believe the Giants would have had a touchdown to Cruz. And I think the roof would have come off uh not literally, obviously, but at, at MetLife Stadium, there were a lot of cruise chants despite being a Jets home game. Uh, everyone involved knew how important that game was for Victor Cruz. 685 days between games dating back to October 12, 2014, when Cruz uh, ruptured the patellar tendon in his right knee against the Eagles. Another step closer to becoming a factor for this team for Cruz I think it's very interesting is that if Cruz is there on week one in Dallas it will be 700 days between his last regular season game in Philly and then in Dallas uh, 700 days is an awful lot uh, for to be away from this game so uh, while we're all assessing where Cruz is and evaluating where he is I think you can't do that without a little bit of perspective and looking back as to where he's come from. Uh, it says a lot about him at 29 years old to accept a $6 million pay cut, come back to the Giants, uh, and try to get back after not only the knee injury, but the calf injury that shut down his return a year ago. 
We'll do a uh, cover two segment. Here are the two guys that I'm keeping an eye on. You know, today off of the weekend, uh, things that you're going to want to see going forward. Uh, we'll do a cover two every day uh, throughout the season, make it a special part of the of the show. Uh, the first guy I would look at is undrafted free agent from UConn, Andrew Adams. Uh, he's a safety. There's a lot of competition at safety, but there's also a lot of uncertainty. Uh, Landon Collins and Darian Thompson are the starters. Thompson has not played uh, or did not play against the Jets. Uh, they are nursing his bruised shoulder. He got hurt against the Bills in a collision with Dominique rogers Cromarty. Uh, but all signs pointing to Darian Thompson being ready for week one. Wouldn't surprise me to see him out with a trainer uh, both days of practice this week, Monday and Tuesday, and then getting ready to go and being back on the practice field when the Giants uh, come back from the weekend on Labor Day uh, and get ready to go focus in on Dallas. Uh, but there have been some issues here uh, with the rest of the safeties. Mikel Thompson suffered a concussion. Uh, he did not play against the Jets. Unsure if he's still in concussion protocol. Uh, Bennett Jackson, who was a star of last year's camp, tore his ACL. Give the guy credit, he's come back uh, a year out of surgery to be on the field. Uh, but I think he's a little banged up. So there's uncertainty there whether he's moved... Uh, to a corner, he's been seeing some nickel slot, uh, slot snaps, and I don't know if Bennett is is in this safety mix. It'll it'll be interesting to see. Cooper Taylor uh, has been banged up. He really has in past years has not distinguished himself uh, as far as the roster push goes. So that brings me back to Adams. You know, he's been scrappy. He's actually flashed a little bit. Dating back to the rookie minicamp up until now, he's gotten some first-team snaps uh, here and there. He had an interception against the Jets that set up the game-winning touchdown pass from Ryan Nassib to Tavares King. So Adams is somebody that I'm watching this week. I want to see how many snaps he gets against the Patriots. Uh, it could determine where his slot is as far as the 53 goes. When you're talking about showing guys on Thursday night if you want them on your practice squad you're probably not going to give them a lot of time on Thursday night and here's the reason the more you show them the more likely it is that they don't clear waivers when you release them and another team may take a shot on them now an undrafted free agent like Adams uh, he would have to have a monster game uh, on Thursday night in order to, to pique the interest of other teams, but stranger things have happened. So I'd watch that. One other note, and credit to the Giants uh, media relations staff for having this in the media guide, Andrew Adams' brother-in-law is Rams linebacker Alec Ogletree. And it's funny because Ogletree was a name that I think a lot of people wanted for the Giants back when he was in uh, his draft coming out of Georgia. Uh, the interesting thing about Ogletree is that he was the one that got locked up in that scuffle with Odell Beckham Jr. two years ago in St. Louis when the Rams and the Giants had the, the essential free-for-all with Demontre Moore and Preston Parker, former Giants, uh, throwing punches. and uh, It was an ugly scene in, in St. Louis, but Ogletree was at the center of that uh, when he drove uh, Beckham out of bounds 
uh, kind of started that free-for-all. So kind of an interesting twist there with, with Adams and, and his, uh, his brother-in-law, Oltree. But just something to keep an eye on. It won't matter. It, that, that's not a factor in Adams' uh, chances at the 53. I just thought it was interesting and an interesting note, which is why I brought it up. The other player I would look at as a, in the cover two segment, he hasn't been on the field in two weeks, but he could be an integral part of this team, and that's Will Johnson, a veteran fullback, tight end. He's that hybrid. He can play H-back. He's a very good blocker, came over from the Steelers. He's well-respected in this league for doing the job that he can do. Uh, it's sorely what the Giants are lacking in that at that position, but he suffered a burner in a preseason opener against the Dolphins. Ben McAdoo said yesterday that he did not have a uh, any new news on Johnson as far as a timetable. It would not surprise me if it goes right up until week one with Johnson as far as whether or not he can play. These burners can be simple, uh, but they could also be very complicated in the sense that it's a nerve issue. You don't want to risk nerve damage, and especially when you're dealing with the, the neck area with the Giants and what they've gone through uh, the last couple seasons with Matthias Kiwanuka and obviously David Wilson uh, retiring with his neck, and last year was Jameel McLean. Uh, Jonathan Casillas had a neck issue last year. Uh, so Giants are going to be cautious. They know what Johnson can do. They have a distinct weakness at the position that Johnson fills. I'm interested to see if Johnson can get back on the practice field this week and kind of move ahead. I don't know if the Giants can afford to hold a spot open for a guy that you just don't know if he's going to be able to play uh, come week or week one or week two. So right now I'm not I'm not writing off the idea that Johnson will be a factor for this team, but it's certainly one thing to watch. Again, that's today's episode of Locked On Giants. Giants will practice today and then tomorrow they'll have Wednesday, the day off before the preseason game with the Patriots. Uh, we still don't know how many snaps the starters, if at all, they will play on Thursday night. Another thing to keep an eye on this week, Jonathan Casillas, inconclusive x-rays on his ribs. Sure makes it seem like there may be something there uh, that he's going to have to deal with as far as pain management going forward. Uh, we'll have to keep an eye on Casillas. If there is such a thing as a preseason MVP defensively, uh, it would be split between Olivier Vernon and Jonathan Casillas in my mind. Uh, so Giants desperately need Casillas. That linebacking core uh, takes on a different com uh, complexion when Casillas is not on the field. Again, thanks for listening today, and we'll, uh, we'll catch you tomorrow. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.